Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Rob Finuff. In this episode, we share some Saturday recordings from this year's UK Clash of Kings. Make sure to stay tuned for some exciting information from Ronnie, including the location for next year's UK Clash of Kings. Okay, so it is uh, Saturday morning. It is, what, half past nine? The first have started already. Um, and I'm here with Matt and Dan from the Kings of Hearts crew. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. So how are we feeling? Feeling strong? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so I saw um, Daniel Reed yesterday about 11.30 being harangued by an extremely drunk Ronnie Renton. Can you remember what that conversation was about? Uh, I can remember it. I'm not sure he can remember it. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh, but he, he was complimenting me on my, on my army, uh, which was very nice. And we were chatting about uh, Mantic and uh, all kinds of things, minimum model count and stuff like that. Minimum model count. Was he arguing that your army wasn't minimum model, minimum uh, model count? No, no, but he was taking issue at the bits from other manufacturers that were in it. He could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he could say minimum model count after a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, minimum model count. <laughs> it was all good. Um, so how was last night? What did you, what did you get up to last night apart from chatting? Oh, literally just came up here and chatted. And looked around and thought, there's lots of people here, this must be everybody. Yep. And then I've seen this morning and gone, okay, that was not everybody. <laughs> it's really busy. It's super busy. People are picking up swag and there's a huge amount of stuff going on. Yeah. The marvellous Matt Gorham bought some card games last night, which we played. Uh, one of which was uh, involved as being gangsters and pointing rubber guns at each other. <laughs> I saw that. Very was good. amazing. Yeah, I recommend that one. And then the other one was, I think, called Werewolf. And you had to... Ultimate Werewolf. Ultimate you Werewolf. had to close your eyes and do stuff and then open your eyes and guess who people were and stuff. It's very interesting. Perhaps not after several beers. Might be a bit confusing. No, that's that. We should have played that first. <laughs> Rather yeah. than pointing guns at people. Because I was incredibly confused. I was just playing randomly at that point. <laughs> so, what have you bought today? I've got my Basilians. Your new Basilians. Beautiful yes. Basilians. Finally finished, yeah. Have you actually played a game with your Basilians? I have, yes, actually. I did play a game last week with Stephen Pearson. Okay. Against his Salamanders. Against Salamanders. How do you do? Uh, I won that one. Sorry, right. So you're feeling yes. strong? Yes. And I've been playing newbies quite a lot. Getting right. newbies into the game. So although that's not been the greatest tactical thing, <laughs> at least I've been going through the rules. Yeah, yeah. So you can remember how to play. Yeah, exactly. Which is all good. Which how helps. About, how are you, Matt? Yeah, I've got my Romans that are pretending to be Varangur. Varangur today. Varangur today. Yeah, which I don't think I've ever come better than second to last with. So. Second to last, go so feeling again, yeah. feeling strong. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's fun. <laughs> and the Kings of Hearts crew is down en masse. Yeah, we've got two teams. We've got Kings of Hearts and Jack of Hearts team. Yeah. Eight people. Well, seven people we've nicked somebody else just to fill up the just numbers. Just stolen somebody into the numbers. Yeah. There's quite a lot of teams. I quite like the fact that there's a number of kind of teams of people have gathered together, apart from people like me who've murked into random teams. But uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be quite nice. Um, uh, what's your what's your hopes? What's your what's your hopes for the event? What are you looking forward to? Um, I just don't want to completely mess up. Um, I'm not thinking I'm going to place particularly highly. Um, I'm just here to um, maybe compete for the painting prize and see maybe, how that goes. Maybe compete for the paint. He's so modest. Yeah. <laughs> 
Very high chance. Very high chance. Very high chance. How about you, Mel? What are you looking, for? What are you looking forward to? I want to not time out. Not time out. Yeah. If I make it through all my games without timing out, I will consider this a good, <laughs> a good tournament. You got lots of. It's Farringer. It's all quite elite, right? Yeah. It's hard to time out when you go three units. If you're looking up rules every thirty seconds, <laughs> you can pause the clock while you look up rules. Uh, Just remember to. Yeah. Also remember to tap the clock, which is quite tough for me sometimes. I'm used to playing thousand point tournaments with that Clive's been running, and um, you knock through those in about twenty five minutes each. And, yeah. Uh, and this 2,000 points, I'm looking at there's so many models. Right, it's 50 minutes. I thought it was a bit weird, because it's only three games a day, but they've yeah. still only given us 50 minutes each per, per game. Yeah. So I could have, you know, they could have stretched to an hour quite easily. But I don't know what the breaks are like in between, perhaps that's I think, waiting. I think they're just uh, probably conscious of the difficulty in organising a 100-person tournament, and it's mm. just going to be a little bit... Yeah, uh, it's going to have a bit more leeway in between, I think. To, uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to just playing people that I've never played before, you know, people you've never met. It's quite exciting. There's a big group of guys from Spain, there's a guy from Singapore, there's Tim Smith from America. I think it's going to be... Uh... I don't know if there's some French guys came over, they were planning to. That should be quite fun. I've, I've done there's the Spanish chaps... The one, the Franticon doubles. Yeah, they're here. here. So we'll Sam, 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 and Garcia, right? We'll see how well they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see whether individually they're uh, as strong as it. Right, right, right. Yeah, divide and conquer. Yeah, should be good. Well, good luck, guys, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Thank you very much. Here with with frantic Ben, which is how I think of you. Um, well, I do have look at that T-shirt. Yeah, people notice it's very yellow. You are very yellow. You're nearly as orange as. <laughs> I just don't know what your name is. He's just turned around, uh, listeners, well, and there's a name... giant Ben right across the back of his. Uh, no like, confusion. And the other half of the Kings of Hearts core, I feel the, the, the throbbing heart of Kings of Hearts. <laughs> Far more subtle naming. Which is, which yes, is poor, yes. very small. But we have some very nice. I'm wearing just for Rob for enough information. I'm wearing my counter charge T-shirt just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Ben, you are, you're not TOing, but you're the spare player today, is that yes, right? Yes, I am the spare. You are, you're quite spare, I'm <laughs> sure of you. A little bit spare, but you're uh, helping do some organisation, handing stuff out. Well, I'm also a Pathfinder, so right. I'm, I'm here as a Pathfinder. Earning your, earning your little points yes. and uh, getting as far as you can. But, Paul, you are playing today. I am, yes. First competitive singles tournament. You're, wait, oh, yeah, because yes. I'm not actually on the rankings, even though I've run seven events now. So you've never played a single Two doubles, um, Beers of War, uh, two I've years known ago. you for like two years and I did not know that. Nope. Is this simply because you're a terrible player and you just don't want to show it out in public? Well, or? he kind of is. I, 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 am, I am playing for the wooden spoon. <laughs> you are going for that. Jan, Jan Stother has got our eyes on that spoon. Let me we had a conversation about this, yeah. We've yeah, already yeah. had four people at Franticon, four people in the debate saying they all, they're all going for the wooden spoon. I think yeah. this, is, this is just this typical English modesty, isn't it? Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's going for the top prize, but they're like, no, I'm going for the wooden spoon. That's how it is. Well, no, there's, a number of, reality. <laughs> there's a number of English tournaments that give the best prize to the last player. So I know that yes. at Wafcon, it was the best prize goes to the last player. Uh, I've got great prize at Wafcon. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen the first prize for, for this. And let me tell you, the best prize is the first prize. Definitely here it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you seen it as well, right? No, I haven't. Oh, right. oh well. In which case, but not say anything just yet. But no, it is really, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about the playing field, actually, we were talking last night. It's kind of busted wide open here because a lot of the top players busted wide open are you English or are you American busted wide open <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Tim Smith I know that this is an American podcast but please it is an international podcast please <laughs> this is a very international tournament but what I'm saying is that like so there's a lot of the top 16 aren't here so yeah, a lot of them are here so so Tom Robinson and Elliot have gone on holiday together to Centre Park so I'm not even joking oh, okay <laughs> so Nick is here but Nick lost his first game 
Oh, I wonder who too. I can't remember. It's not important. We don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to a lot of beer. Um, and I think, that, you know, the, the field is quite open for people to kind of... I think um, John Quayle's gunning for, for top spot. Yes. You've got Tim from America, who's a really good player. The Spanish guys are really, really strong. Yeah. Yes. So I think, yeah. I but think it was the, the guy who won um, Francicon 2019, the Kings of War singles. He's here, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, one half of the doubles. Yeah, so uh, Sam's Sam here. here. Sam, yeah, Sam's Sam, Sam. Just yeah. having a chat yeah. to him. But yeah, Juan, Juan Hidalgo, Juan Gonzalez yeah, Hidalgo play, couldn't make it. He can't play for crap, though. He's but a good it, painter. He would like to... <laughs> 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 I just had to say this uh, view is not endorsed by the. Uh, this is a frantic Sorry, gamers. Sorry, <laughs> Being is he's also he's also he's right. So features. I'm being I'm having leaflets. So let's talk about what you're holding in your hands. Uh, a leaflet for Mantic Franticon 2020. Ah, which is which? When is Mantic Franticon 2020? It is Friday the sixth of March, Saturday seventh of March, and Sunday eighth of March. But 2020. Ben, which events can you enjoy at Mantic Franticon 2020? <laughs> oh, God, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, on Friday. Nice enjoy, not like Judball. <laughs> <laughs> so, after that impertinent, Kings of War Vanguard on the Friday, or, as mentioned, Juan Hidalgo, his painting masterclass is also on the Friday, so wow. you get a choice of those. I would really like to go to that, actually, genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> that's sponsored by Red Cross Games and Instar that do kind of they're a fairly new company but the quality of the paints are fantastic amazing okay. so you get a choice of Vanguard or a painting masterclass with the legend Juan Juan um, Dreadball last time was a bit packed so we split it into <laughs> shut up <laughs> the ball shattered whatever <laughs> um, I'm probably flashbacks <laughs> so Dreadball split over Friday evening Saturday evening okay. on Saturday daytime we have Kings of Hearts doubles <laughs> Uh, as well as Dead and Singles, which is the better game. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sunday, <laughs> daytime. Dead Zone is whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Sunday, we have Kings of War Singles and Dead Zone Doubles. Yes, and I haven't decided what I'm playing on the Sunday yet. <laughs> well, well, since this is your first singles Kings of War tournament, maybe you're going to find yourself suddenly this is your genre. Well, I was the ringer for the singles last time, but I wasn't needed. Ah, sad um, times. Everyone actually turned up, which was great. That was yeah. brilliant. So I didn't get to play. Well, no, not everybody turned up, and an even number of people dropped out. Okay, fair play. <laughs> fair play, fair play. So how, how, how do you get tickets for Mantic Franticon 2020? Um, you go on the Facebooks and you search Mantic Franticon 2020 and there's a link on there. I'm not going to read it out because it's just a jumble of it's letters. tinyurl.com. <laughs> mfc2020.bpt.me And so it's Dark's Fear Mega Store in London? Yes. yes. Yeah? Shepherd's Bush. Shepherd's Bush. We should look forward to that. Cool, thanks guys. Anyway, I think we're about to start. I just hit some shouting. So, goodbye. Goodbye. See you goodbye. Right, so uh, game one is well underway for everyone else, and I'm here with a couple of couple of guys you might have heard of them. I don't know. Uh, so we have Mr. Ronnie Renton and Mr. Mike Gilbert. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi, Steve. How are you? How are you feeling? Very good. It's fresh. The I, games are underway. You're feeling fresh after last night. I just, you know, how's your recovery, son? Stay <laughs> in the game. It's what I'm built for. I watched you lecturing Dan, Daniel Reed last night about half past eleven, and there wasn't a lot of sense coming on. I think. <laughs> I, I, I usually have a stroke about half ten. <laughs> it works out that <laughs> and way. And then I stopped being able to talk as well. So. Uh, so I found out last night from your old school friend. This is actually relatively near to your old stomping ground, Ronnie. It is. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, my school is uh, 800 yards away. Purely coincidental. It's no. Uh, it's not that interesting. No yeah, exactly. No. Um, yeah, Stockport was where we grew up, and uh, it's one of the two big, huge, you know, gaming centres with the capacity to host us. So. Yeah, so let's talk about capacity. So today we've, we, there was 104 places, and we've got uh, 86 here today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. had a, a few drops. So you we get a couple of dropouts, and life gets in the way occasionally of oh, yeah. uh, our plans for the weekends. So we um, we figured this is this is by far and away the largest 
You look tournament. far away. You say that. So we had 84 in Cardiff two years ago. So we checked out. So it's too bigger than that. Too bigger. So that was impressive. Uh, the, you know, like I said, there's always, there's always that little uh, fall away. But no, this is the biggest UK ever because we knew that the 84 was and it's, it's just beaten it by two. So 86 yeah. players. And we're not sure this is um, whether it's the biggest worldwide tournament, but we haven't really checked. I mean, I would check the numbers of like, Lone Wolves. Yeah, or, I was going to uh, say, I think I'll throw it out there for the US guys. I know they are very itching around 100. I thought it was one that, that went past 100, but, you know. So, anyway, if you're listening, uh, I'm sure there'll be Rob and some of the other girls and boys out there that are uh, hardcore <laughs> Americans. What's your biggest number? Get it on to us and we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll start the we'll race. We'll compare the, the size of our, uh, yeah, clash, size our of, Clash of Kings, as you were. Correct. So, we're not used to the acronym anymore. So, um, it's, a really, it's, a, it's really nice to see. Actually, we've got a lot of international visitors here as well. So, we've got... Yeah, well, we've got... I mean, obviously, if you pop over to Facebook, you will see the uh, American who we flew over, who was the winner of the Adepticon, came second place, but highest-ranked Mantic Army. So we flew Tim over. He's blending in very well. It's very hard to hard spot, to spot him. him. I, I didn't is. notice him at all. No, yeah, you, can, you, you blink and you miss it. Uh, or blink and your eyes bleed. I'm not sure which it is. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Tim's over here. He's, uh, he's with, you know, came, came as a winner from Adepticon. We've got a big Spanish contingent. They're yeah. always here, and they made a great show. We've got Norway, Team Norway, Team Ireland. Team Ireland. Come over. France as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, Italy. We've got somebody from Italy, I think, as well. Yeah. And uh, and then, uh, but the winner for most miles travelled to get here uh, isn't the King of Hertz guys. Although they're trying to say it's six hours a long way for pretty them. Pretty far. Pretty far. You know, that's uh, probably next door in US terms. <laughs> but it's. it's uh, um, Mo from uh, Singapore. Yeah, he's flown in from Singapore. He's, he's playing all weekend, and then he's going to come and see us at Mantic HQ on Monday. General so. Gaddafi. We spoke to him last night. He's a he's a he's a really nice guy playing some dwarves as well. I think Good just lad. in honour of you. So Ronnie, Ronnie is sporting a make dwarves great again hat. Yeah, yeah it's looking uh, uh, looking shiny. Yeah, like Steve, you, you delivered this up for me. We're liking that. I know it was John Crowe's idea, so I <laughs> steal it off him. So Matt, you're toing today. Uh, well, I was sharing duties with uh, Martin, Rob, between us all, uh, so I'm doing all the admin, for sure. You're doing the admin, yeah, the spreadsheet yeah. is yours. Yeah, so I have to, yeah, to, remember, a remember, I to remember I had to do it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be fine. So it's this system, and we've got a 20 nil scoring system. Yeah, with adjustment based on the victory points. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's hard to, you, you really have to be going some to get full 20 points. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and what's the first mission we're playing? Uh, pillage for, for this, this round. Uh, but I've been nice to them for tomorrow morning is kill. It's nice yeah. and simple. Kill, really though? Yeah, but you think of hangovers. hangovers. Yeah. I'm a five, you're going to have to have one of them in there. So start off with a kill. Yeah. Get, you, get you back in the game. <laughs> get you back in the game. <laughs> Roll it up. Kings of War 3, of course. We're going to try and get the French over. They're having a, a, a launch at the same time as us. And, um, you know, we've kind of got provisional agreement for three translated versions of Kings of War already. So it's going immediately on launch into Spanish, French and German. That's amazing. So hopefully we will see another, because they're kind of fully official translations, we'll see, you know, teams from all those places and maybe more Spanish coming over as well. That was really good. I was talking to Sam from the Spanish team and he was saying that they want Europe to feel the love a little bit more because yeah, it really is, it. it's the ninth age over there a lot and it yeah. just needs semantic love to, to kind it of does. get it and get we've it got a guy in France who was doing well and it's kind of drifted off as he, he, he did the Walking Dead and that was very successful for him it's huge over there that guy distracted him Kings of War 3 is the time you always you know you know it's right for the new edition when you start doing it because everyone kind of interest peaks up new armies yeah. pick up 
and, and you go, yeah, you know what, it was time. And so we're going to have a big tour of Europe and get over there and get a Mantic Battle Bus going to some events and, and um, pick the Pathfinders up. And it, was yeah. definitely... it seems like that, the interest has been enormous, hasn't it? It's been a huge, oh, yeah. massive. Pre-orders looking strong. Fantastic. Obviously, first game ever we've not kick-started. Yep. Just sneaked Kings all one in just under the wire. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a testament of how big it's getting and how confident we were with it because to not kick-start it is a real... not You know, our business model's been built on that. Yeah. Um, so to say, no, we're going to take the time, we're going to develop it, we're going to build it, and we're going to put it straight out through the retail partners, through our online store, direct to the gamers, because we think there's enough of them that want to pick it up. And, and you know, the downsides of a Kickstarter is you don't get this box and all this army six months after you kind of, and it's, we, we want it to be an organic yeah. process and evolution. The, the, the tournament scene's very strong. The pick it up and play team is strong. We don't want to have a year where we announce it and then there's a kind of hiatus. Okay. So, no, on every level, it made absolute sense. You know. I think Kickstarter, you know, it's it is a marketing tool. It's kind of moved away from what it what it originally was in some ways. And, and it, when you when your company reaches a size, you almost let yourself in for some criticism, don't you? If you're going to kickstart games, I think if you're going to kickstart games with ten thousand five hundred people on your Facebook page, that's on its third edition, that would would suffer badly from a year of hiatus. Yeah, I think when we talk about Infamy, which is our next board game. Yep suicide not to kickstart it because it allows us to market directly we get the video we get the eyes we get the board game crowd that are millions strong yeah. and we just don't have the budget to talk to them so we need to put it on a platform where we know they're looking yeah so horses for courses um i mean if bigger companies maybe have to that question but for us we've always said we use kickstarter absolutely as we need to yeah. you know when we're getting into plastic tooling it's hugely expensive for us we can't have a game without it so we launch with it, but the second we can put it direct through retail, that's what we're going to do. And and this year, the only thing we kickstarted was Hellboy, which we did last year. Um, that's come out on the release schedule. Everything, the Call to Arms, Walking Dead book. Yeah, we did that. The uh, Vanguard book, Fire and Iron, Ice and Steel, and something. Anyway, some some metal <laughs> and something cold. So some water-based products. Some, some combination of those two. The Dead Zone book. There's an escalation or escalator or escalation, yeah. escalation. Like elevator uh, was also <laughs> so everything we've done and all the money just have gone with all of those all of those have been yeah. direct to retail so I would say you know of the 12 months of this year 10 of them have had non-kickstarted items which I think is appropriate isn't it I, you know we, people say oh it's a, Manti is such a big company you're not a massive company uh, you're 20, actually quite, quite a small 28 company 28 of us and turn over probably you know less than Element Games does on their GW sales alone <laughs> but you know you're so, punching uh, well above your weight in terms of the world of Wargaming and one of the names we recognise so yeah. that, and that's kind of nice but when you've got new IPs like uh, oh, something's broken um, like Walking Dead something like that it's about reaching a different crowd isn't it? Yeah. Kings of War has got a community yeah. the people who maybe dipped into first edition maybe weren't interested are coming back yeah. and that's what we're seeing isn't we're seeing it? a lot of yeah a lot of twos that drifted away coming back a lot of people that thought about doing it but never quite got round to it Yeah. and we do have the uh Uncharted Empires Stroke Arms of Panathor book coming in December Indeed. to welcome in those that are not playing Mantic Armies yeah. and we purposely keep that out of the main book because what's in the main book is canon the IP's developed there's a beautiful uh, you know, Matt's done tons of work on developing the map making the map bigger 
um, and, and, and the whole background and stories. You get the novels that are hitting now. Yeah. Or board game infamy is going to be set in the world of like Dungeon Saga was, like Vanguard is. So it's becoming layer after layer, and that's allowing people to come in at whatever level they like. But as you keep scratching and digging, and it gets more interesting and, and develops. And so, um, you know, the kind of the IP is. Yep. It's building up. And the, the leap, right? we, we, obviously we had, we had Mountain Counter Charge, which we're really grateful, thank you, and it was an incredibly popular episode. Um, the leap process has been really managed this time, and it seems slicker, it seems more professional, like your approach to the market is... is Don't tell Robin Martin that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't feel it's slick and professional at all. They think it's been an absolute shambles. <laughs> no, we just don't want to think that they've done anything right. Oh, right, no, I see. <laughs> yeah, that. But it has worked really well. And actually the reaction, um, one of the things I heard Rob saying on, um, on Four Foot Snake was that the worst thing for you would be if people just went, yeah, yeah, that seems fair. Or no reaction at all, right? That would be terrible. And what you get is people getting very excited. Sometimes kind of like, this is an outrage, this sky is falling. But actually, in a way, that's really good. People care that much about, about this IP. And they kind of feel like they really own it, right? And the game they play, and it's always been community-led. You know, right from our first free downloads through Beats of War, it was... Um it was the community that, yep. that took this game and has made it what it is. They yeah. picked it up and, and you know, rules committees um, over the years that have put tons of time and effort and tournament organisers and you know, Sharad and Nick and, and, and all so the people. So even the dodgy ex-members. Yeah. Yeah. The dodgy ex-members. <laughs> he's, he's just there. You just sat there waiting to be mentioned, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm just listening in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's always been hugely part of the community and obviously we've got that big kind of uh, the mass exodus when Sigmar came out, people who wanted to play a rank and flank game came over in their droves, which, which moved on to another level. But then keeping them is a big challenge, keeping them excited, keeping them engaged. And, you know, their standards are set by, you know, a, a billion dollar company. And so to keep that community excited and engaged is no mean feat. It's yeah. not easy. And, 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 you know, what's going on in the US, where each of the, the community grows you know, week in, week out, the tournament scene is super strong. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, so we, we, you mentioned Armies of Panathor, so obviously that was kind of the, the non-Mantic Armies and that's why you've separated them off. We talked to Matt a bit about how we've changed the mix-up of armies in there, so uh, quite a few of them are, are themes now in existing armies, which allows you to bring in some of that IP, right? Um, and what's exciting is that we've seen some of those IPs starting to have minis. So we've got some of the League of Infamy minis here, which are breathtakingly, just they're gorgeous minis, but the paint job on those. I would, I showed one to Dan Reed, and I was kind of like, "Sorry, Dan, you <laughs> used to be my number one." <laughs> but actually, so there's a, there's Ratkin miniatures there, there's Twilight King miniatures there. So is that something we're going to look to push a little bit further as the time goes on? Yeah, I mean, I think. Go on. Yeah, I, I think you know we'll, we'll tackle. We can't tackle them all at once. Yep. Um, and we'll tackle them like with the like with the uh, League of Infamy. We can use smaller projects like that, so it's not a whole army. Yep. To uh, test the water in terms of design, aesthetic, and where we want to take those armies. Yep. Because um, obviously, when we originally wrote the, the first Uncharted Empires book, we had a, a vision for how they would kind of fit into into the world, and we've developed that in in version three. But you know, we've got certainly plans for how to take those armies and, and integrate them further, but mantisize them, if you like. Mantisize them. Yes. We romanticize them. That's what we're going to do. And also, there's the Dracon model, which is there. 
So people have been begging for Dracons for, well, since I've been playing the game, which is about two, about two years, and two years and years before that, since you had the original metal ones. Yeah. That's something uh, yeah, that, that's the one you've got there isn't the, the big one with the Lord on it, which is back in the, uh, back in the office. It's, oh, I'll just play it. That's a small one. That's, very <laughs> that's a baby Dracon, that one. There's a little a tiny baby Dracon and a slightly bigger Dracon that looks angry. Yeah, that, that one's a juvenile. Got, yeah, you've got a baby and a juvenile one. A juvenile Dracon. So we're going to see quite big, impressive kind of... It's almost like a bit reminiscent of the slasher model, isn't it? It's that kind of crouched, hunched kind of city uh, looking. There's a picture of it. So in the, uh, in the, the, the way we structured the army lists in the rulebook, um, is that the, the back of every army list is a, is a double-page gallery uh, spread and the uh, Elf Lord on Dracon is in the Elf one. So you'll see it when you get the v we'll see it pretty soon. Yep. We'll see it. So what's next for our leak schedules? We've got Kyle doing his little videos and upsetting everyone. And then we, <laughs> we've got some podcasts coming out. Are we going to see some scenarios? Rob's been asking me to say, get, get Matt on to talk about scenarios. Can we, can we grab that one for countercharge? Is that what... Yeah, can do. Yeah. Yes! It's I mean, down, I think we, we, we go in the next couple of weeks uh, into the full launch mode. You know, I yeah. think what we've been talking to so far is is the fans that we've got and the fans that are playing, the people that enjoy the game. What we need to do is take this opportunity to convert all those people who've been mean to play Kings of War, all those ones that you know that take the, the the four in the corner playing Kings of War and make it eight yep. in the corner, and all the clubs having a good go at it, and you know, welcome those people to have an army because one of the big commitments of playing a war game is getting that army and that's why we have Jolton Empire's Arms of Panathor out there because it's to say look blow the dust off it it's sat in your cabinet for the last five years yep. come along and have a game you're going to really enjoy it you're going to feel it's very slick and it's it's, it's, it's intuitive you'll pick up the rules after turn one and come and, come and join us yeah. come and play I mean I think one of the other things that's going to come out of infamy I mean slight leaks here as anyone that knows any probably realises that this is a it's like spin on the dungeon crawler game in, a, in as much as you're playing the villains and we've made it a little bit a lot more RPG-esque so you can either play as a dungeon crawl bash you know, if I play my boys they'll play it that way but the being evil gives so many gameplay aspects that is just mind-blowingly good fun you're building to your campaigns yeah and, and you're stitching your mates up and robbing off them and, and doing all manner of things so there's huge incentives not to do what you're supposed to do and, and acting well sorry what you're supposed to do for the team and to act in your own best interest which is kind of why it's, it's there but not only are we going to develop the IP with the minis uh, for the villains like the Ratkin and the Twilight Kin um, but also we'll also be able to look at some of the Vanguard factions right. that can come out of the good guys who you're attacking so you know um, there's there's the elven elves who are looking after the little cute baby dracons that you're going to go and kill and murder and machete <laughs> to death and um and then we could well be looking at something that's quite small, quite furry feeted. It could be a second, uh, a second uh, Vanguard faction. So people are getting very excited right now. I can tell that sounds. Uh, there's a lot of big fans of that kind of faction, so that sounds good. And we've got things like uh, there's some battle reports coming, or one battle report coming in a couple of weeks as well, which is kind of a full version three. Yep. And, and Monday night live streaming. I think everyone's digging their armies. Obviously, my dwarf army, which is already massive. And you've been, been challenged to repaint the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm just getting him to do it so that actually I'm pretending that I'm going to be doing it right, Joe gets on and paints the whole dwarf army and then just wash the it, penalty, strong tone it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. penalty will be he gets another romantic army so you think great I'll be I'll be coughing up for his romantic army but um, you know for us it's just going to be great people being able to see a guy getting hold of a you know, two and a half three thousand point army and building it and I'll probably have built 12 points 
Well, no, I mean, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's not that much. Yeah. <laughs> another, another couple of objective counters, probably. That's what yeah. I get obsessed yeah, with. That's nice. Moment. It's nice. It's nice. I've got some with me today, so watch for progress. And the standard, the standard of armies you're talking about painting is really, really high. Yeah. There's some gorgeous armies. People have gone past, you know, the quality of the plastics that, that Matt's producing at the moment, and all the layers, and the twilight kit is just amazing. The, 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 the materials we're working with, the resin. You know, it's just so much better. And I think people are finally switching on to that, just how sexy Mantic is, how easy it is to convert. Because it's got that kind of price point, you can, you can double up and, and really go to it with your clippers and have some fun. And, yeah. um, you know, even with my dwarfs, I'm changing heads and I'm pulling a head off from the Brock Rider and sticking it in the unit. And it just keeps it exciting and, and good fun. And I think it's wonderful to see. We're going to do a big photo stream through Facebook today of some of the armies. But it started really at, at adapting. It's been, it's been growing each year but now I think people realise they could be on a plane with us in March to America um, and that's for real it's that incentive you need to be incentivised to paint your army you can't be forced into it you've got to want to do it yeah but I think and, players uh, are incredibly loyal as well like the, the guys that taught me Kings of War in, in the Midlands um, uh, Celestial Forge guys they won't play with non-mantic miniatures they, 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 they kind of put that they play AOS but they play an AOS army for that yep. if they're playing Kings of War they play mantic armies and people you know they're, you know, they're not rich guys you know they just um, have committed in that way and I think that's quite a, a that's kind of sense and, and it's important for us you know we are a miniatures company fundamentally yeah. And um, you know that revenue allows us to do things. You know, it allowed us to do Kings of War three book because our books, you know, the Clash of Kings book each year is a consistent seller, and 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 having the money enables us to do the quality of work we want to do so we've got some photographs that are coming in the new Kings Wall but the mind burn we painted up Matt, Matt painted up sorry, we Matt, and, uh, Matt painted personally Dave, painted yeah, every Dave and, no, the whole new uh, tabletop which is, which is a Northern Alliance themed backdrop and it just the figures just pop off it and it, you just like to you know we all get excited by seeing miniatures and armies on battlefields and there's some beautiful armies coming through um, yeah, we've got some great photography there. And you can put that quality in when you know you're going to be able to sell yeah, enough games and sit behind it. The minis that people buy fund on Fruity Tooling. You know, we haven't done this through Kickstarter. We haven't gone back to the, the, the committee 2,000 and asked them for several hundred bucks. We've gone out to 10,000 and asked them, you know, come on, pick an army up, and then we can do... So what's, what's, the, what's the run rate for the plastic armies coming? Where are we? We've got the releases over the next few months. Oh, for Lord Alliance, I mean, we've got, I think, about two tonnes of plastic for, for the for launch for cow. for Kings of War 3. That's so, been really popular. Uh, so Lord Alliance and Night Stalkers, because, of course, those are the two that are in the two-player set. Yeah, and we've yeah, all, we, we know that Missile Dwarfs are coming as well in plastic, because uh, that's been mentioned before. Missile Dwarfs are next up, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're the last two models for those, because we're going to tie that in with the Vanguard release. So as we go forwards now, we'll try and tie the two things together. So there'll be a Vanguard release and a Kings of War release, so it's all, all part of the same same thing. Um, so yeah, so we've got some new, new models for Vanguard and Vanguard Warband coming out, obviously use the hard plastics. And as, as you've seen with things like the Winget and stuff like that, those will then find their way into units in Kings of War at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, when people get the V3 book, there will already be new units in there that will then come out in, in January, February time. Amazing. Yeah. Just think, uh, Matt Hobdo's been trying to persuade me to convert a winget into a death engine, but I'm holding out in my heart that a Ratkin death engine yeah. will arrive at some point. I'm making baby, one day. baby eyes at you. It's going to be after that flipping mammoth, isn't it, that I've <laughs> been asking for. Good oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you've got an ally there. Massive mammoth fan as well. He likes a bit of 
Undead Mammoth though, don't you? You've got to be bony for it. Yeah, I used to have an old GW Metal Undead Mammoth. It weighed a ton. Please don't do it in metal. Is it Grenadier or GW? GW's, I, I might have been Grenadier. The Grenadier ones. Yeah, the big the Grenadier now, with the uh, Haldar. Merlitron now do those as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you out there for making a terrible faux pas. Oh, God, I'm heroin. I sold on eBay for about 30 or 40 quid, so it's all fine. Everything's fine. Anyway, good. Well, good luck for the rest of today. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us. We'll catch up with you later. Thank you, everybody. I'm sitting here with my close friend and confidant and Nick. hot, hot pan wearer, the beautiful Nick Williams. Hello, mate. I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> How you so we're, we're, um, it's currently in the middle of round one and we're not playing because we played nope. last night. How was it for you, I suppose? It was a good fun. It was, it was good fun. Um, it was a very tough game. It was a tough game. So we set some context. So this yes. was a challenge game, wasn't it? So you challenged me on counter charge yep. five, six months ago. Yep, that was a mistake. <laughs> Nick thought I'll have a nice easy first game and then um, it grew from there a little bit didn't we so then um, mm. various conversations so we said right what we'll play we'll play Friday night as drunk as possible yep and then we and then uh, you challenged me to a costume is that how it happened uh, yes it was how it happened I've got... so I know I was drunk and you reminded me about three months later I was, oh I didn't say that did I <laughs> So I offered you the choice. Really, someone suggested tutus later on. That would have been much better. Um, so I offered you ball gowns or hot pants. And mm-hmm. you chose... Um, hot pants. You chose the hot pants. And, uh, and, then, and then we somehow got suckered into live streaming this match. Yep. On uh, Mantic's YouTube page. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad at this point that my wife has no interest whatsoever <laughs> in Kings of War. So we played last night. Um, it was Pillage, six tokens. Mm-hmm. And you were bringing... Brotherhood. Your Brotherhood, which I've played before, and you beat yes. me with before. Yes. Slightly different list this time, though, right? Slightly, but it's basically swap like for like, really. Yeah. I'd only swapped my Phoenix for a... Forsaken Beast. Forsaken Beast, right. So, yeah, it's pretty much like for like, but I did swap out my Phoenix for the Forsaken Beast. Yep. With uh, the upgrades of uh, Ensnare and the Breath Attack. Nasty. Well, it, it underwhelmed me, actually. When I first saw it, I thought, I'm going to have to deal with this. But actually, I, I realised that... 10 breath isn't that without no, it's, piercing it's not that deadly really it's not not at all no um, but what it's what they're really good at is just holding stuff down because yeah. that ensnare is fantastic yeah, yeah. you can uh, really lock units down and yeah. force them to grind away and it's a 15-17 as well so it's not yeah. that bad now the Brotherhood it's not it's fair to say it can be good but it's not the strongest army do you play Brotherhood as a challenge or just because you um, like the minis or because your minis are so gorgeous or what was the choice behind taking Brotherhood rather than say Abyssals or one of the stronger more kind of more flexible armies so in terms of uh, specifically for Clash it was just the army that I was mo- most comfortable with at 2,000 points um, generally it is a little bit of a challenge I like I like taking the armies that people feel are, are, are a little Und- under underwhelming yeah and trying to do well with them unfortunately I failed with that haven't I <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, you know, I suppose we should talk about the game a little bit. So, yeah, we, I mean, I think it was closer than the score suggests. And I say that because, yeah. really, a double one at the wrong moment really screwed you. Well, what I've, what I've been saying is that um, I was on the losing side of the game up until that point. It was a bad matchup for you. It was a, ba- a very bad matchup So I was playing my Rackin. It's yeah. quite a heavy unit strength. It's yeah. a lot of hordes. And I've got basically two wings of my army. Yeah. Um, so I just don't have enough board control to, to keep you off all the objectives. Um, so you were always going to score some objectives. There was no way that I could stop, stop that happening. Yeah. But um, if I can grab the right ones, then yeah. that will help me a lot. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, towards towards sort of late middle of the game, um, I was getting into a good position. I had my Elohi behind you. You did, which was fantastic. Um, and they were about to start causing merry havoc. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, after recharging your shock troop pod yep. and I had my one of my night units in the front as well yep. um, double wand it yep. and that left the um, the knights that went into the front open to a flank from your flyer yep. but I had no way of not doing that I had to, I had to go into your shock troops I you couldn't, had to I, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't go anywhere else um, and the Aloha was stuck there as well they got smacked down with the yeah. counter charge from from the, well, they, they didn't get taken oh, no, off. But they took a number of wounds. Yeah. You then killed my shock troops, but then the demon could come into the Aloha. Only just killed your shock troops. Only I, just. I rolled a three on the nerve, didn't That's I? Right, you, did. <laughs> you rolled a three. Uh, but then also, um, well, so then, but then I think we, it was, we were getting very tight on clock because there was a lot of people coming and chatting to us and it was yeah. quite distracting. And um, you turned your Elohi and just offered the flank up to the demon. Yeah, I, I was not thinking about that properly. Um, I didn't see it. Um, I, I was also very drunk we at that point. We were very pissed and that was um, absolutely the case. Because at the beginning of the game, right, so, so my army, it, it relies on being able to pick off bits of damage on troops from the beginning with all the shooters mm-hmm. um, and then being able to pick them up with, with, with melee. And I rolled like... For the first two turns, I must have two wounds total. Something with it. and you no, healed no, everything I did. You were um, taking a lot, of, lot of wounds on the water elementals. You know, that was turn three, was turn two or three when I got the um, weapon teams into range. Yeah. But the claw shots woofed, and they just oh, nothing, yeah. nothing every single time. I was hoping to get a lot of damage onto the Elohi to soften them up. Mm-hmm. And then you took the Elohi into my my um, claw shots, and I was like, actually, I want you to spend as much three turns killing claw shots with the Elohi would be brilliant. Please yep. do that, which unfortunately you didn't. And I tried to ground them, but I needed to roll sixes. It really wasn't yeah. going my way at the beginning of the game, and I thought, this is not going well. And then I got into a reasonable position on the right-hand side. Because the Elohi had jumped over, I got a unit of slaves onto an objective on the left, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to be touched unless no. you got to late game. So I was like, that's cool. I could just well, leave if, them. Well, that, they were actually going to be my target if I killed the... Um, yeah, shock troops. The shock troops. The, the, the Elohi would have gone into the slaves. Which they would have one-shot them. And Absolutely. That, I'd, I'd have probably stayed there on that objective, yeah. I think, at that point. Which would have made sense. I had my claw shots on another objective. I had a horde another objective on the other side so I've got three objectives at this point I just need to hold and yeah. I've got minimum draw yeah. and I, you know, and then this, the, the roll happened in the middle and I managed to clean up a lot of those units and it turned out pretty, pretty gruesome towards mm. the end yeah. but I had 21 seconds left on the clock you had 1 minute 20 or something like that yeah. it was it was very tight we were very, really, really running quite, yeah. quite tight on that yeah, but no, it was a really good game, and I was it like, was. "No, you Nick, it's really fun." It's, yeah, it was. It was fantastic fun. Um, it's been very good for my ego as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I say I'm really happy to just lose every game by now because mm-hmm. I, I can make an extra T-shirt about the number of Northern King players I've beaten. <laughs> just need to pick up. Yeah, but uh, you only have a fifty percent win rate. I don't think that's worthy of a T-shirt. Just, it doesn't matter as long as one win counts. One win counts. It's the most recent. <laughs> <laughs> I never played Tom though, so that it doesn't that doesn't count. And he would wipe the floor. I with suspect me. he would. Yes, I can't. He, he was uh, raging at me last night. Asking saying that I should have been taking my abyssals against you I told you you should have taken a bit well you know you like a challenge and they are very well, pretty my, my problem is with the abyssals is that I, I, I've i not found a 2000 point list that I'm comfortable with um, I was going to copy paste Tom's yeah. 2000 point list but I couldn't paint three regiments of flame bearers in time <laughs> um, since the Efreet and Cronius nerf I've just not not been able to, yeah. to have any luck with, uh, with abyssals the only 
time that I've done well with them is at 2500 right but I couldn't scale that list down to down to 2000 to it, yeah. and that's part of the problem with my army actually but it is my 2500 list mm-hmm. scale back and I've really struggled to make yeah. it work um, but the Horde of Slaves works a little bit better than what I had previously and I think I was relying an awful lot on a shock troop with sharpness mm-hmm. um, and I've taken away the sharpness and it makes it a lot better yep Yeah, I'm here with Alessandro and Tancredi. How's, that? How's my pronunciation? That's good. So you are two players who have come over from Italy for Clash of Kings UK. Yes, 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 yes. Well, welcome, welcome to the UK. Is this is not your, is it your first time to the UK or? Yeah, for, for no. me, this first time. For me. I, I work in the UK during the summer. I bring groups and, and do tours. Okay. So cool, and uh, you come with play. So what's why Clash of Kings uh, UK? Is I guess is the question. Well, for for us, it's like the World Cup. Yes, it's, it's so, like Wimbledon. Yeah, <laughs> you us. come to play in Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been a very good challenge, and since we did the national tournament already, yep. and that was my very first tournament, I wanted to, to do an extra you challenge. You wanted to go to the, the biggest tournament? In November, there, there, is, there, there is the, the, new, the new championship in Italy, right. and uh, we are here to prepare uh, this big event. So you're here uh, to kind event. of sh- sharpen your steel against yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the whetstone that is... Uh, against the neighbours. <laughs> Yeah. Against the neighbors. Yeah, beautiful things in Italy, and that uh, the, the small community is a uh, lot of. Uh, we are a lot of friends. We right. are friends, and we can uh, uh, write uh, every day or uh, for uh, for um, get, for advice uh, and other right. things. And we are very sorry that uh, the uh, champions from our country, which are, which are the Madiai brothers, yeah. are not here. They couldn't come. Yeah. They are very tough players. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel like they would have given you the, the... I think it would have been a, a fantastic quarter to, yeah, yeah, to bring yeah. them in. Yeah. So the Spanish have come. The Spanish have come on mass. There's about eight Spanish players. Are they good? They're, some of them are very good. So oh. um, at least one of them, he won one of the bigger tournaments here. Asnaro. Yeah. I, I heard his, his name in so Italy. So he won Mantic Franticon. He played in Italy. Asnaro. Did he? With the Roman players. Ah, so he, he, he played with um, Abyssal Dwarf. Yes. Correct? Yes. He played with Italy, with the Madiai brothers. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's interesting. Friend. Good do you, is there a lot of mixing between the boundaries of the countries in Europe? Do people come over from France to play? Do you go to other countries to play? Sometimes we, we try to invite people from other countries, but they're not fully international tournaments because they would be run in English, of course. Right. Our tournaments are run in Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would love to go to France as I speak French to, for a tournament. Why not? Yeah. And some of those, they, he's, uh, there's a guy who's been trying to run a European tournament in France for the last couple of years. So it's definitely something to look out for. So um, you've just had your first games? Yeah. yeah. And I suggest you to follow Alessandro Vocale. He lost, but he's a great player. <laughs> so Alessandro Vocale is... I hope is, to, to go up in the, in the, in the range. <laughs> well, you had a tough... So you were playing my very good friend, Matt Gorham, in the first match. He plays his Trident Realm, right? And you've never played Trident Realm before, is that right? No, this is the first time. And you were playing... Goblins. So you were telling me about your list before, so briefly talk us through your, your list. So the core of the list was it's three troll hordes? But I have uh, three hordes of uh, trolls mm-hmm. uh, with a small object for uh, keep Nerf them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I, I bring uh, three giants, little, little giants, little giants, and uh, two hordes of uh, goblins, rubble, and two trombones, two weeds, and two flaggets uh, with uh, a bit of uh, flames. So this is like a, a nerve list. With a lot of spiky yeah, shooting yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's a balanced list, uh, uh, useful for uh, all the objects and uh, the, the enemies. Tell him about the Veil of Shadow strategy. Ah, okay. 
with your friends I can't use uh, the Velo Shadow. But I, I think to use the Velo Shadow with my wizard uh, to to bring my army uh, up, forward, and uh, in the last turn I use the Alchemic when the the distance is uh, is is, is uh, an little. issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so his strategy is to have the horde of goblins with the veil of shadows and behind the the the, 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 um, the stairs because there is the trolls and uh, and uh, on the rear there is the giant. So everyone is in cover. Uh, the the on, uh, each unit covered the. The other of the units behind them, so nobody can shoot them. So again, there's actually quite a few. I've seen some, a lot of like shooting horde elf lists. Yeah, there's quite a few of those, which is unusual. We haven't seen a lot of those yeah, recently in the UK. Very scene. difficult to play. There are, I think people are just making the most of them before version three hits. Yeah, of so, course. So because then elf shooting will change a little bit, and it's everyone will balance the elves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Antankled, your um, your I, first game. Was... Yeah, this is my second tournament, and yeah, I did the the first game. I played the dwarves. With the ogres allies, okay. so that I can shoot from this from long distance and put pressure early on. And when uh, the adversary approaches, I can shoot very badly with the artillery. Yep. And then the hammer is the, the, the cavalry. You got the the brocks. Yeah. How I do you how do you feel about the brock nerf in version three? Are you crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, to, he told the me. The sky falling. I told him. I told I, him. I, 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 it, it might be fair. So. I'm, I'm okay. a bit happy. He's a bit happy because you because you have to play <laughs> him a lot. But we don't know the other the other changes. I think it's a balancing across. It's not necessarily just one nerf in isolation, yeah, yeah. right? It's a balancing across. So you've had your first game. How did you do? Um, I, I won. 18 versus 2. Yeah, but I don't think I played very well. It just it's it's a well balanced list and um, but it's quite slow. So I struggled with the objectives. Right. Um, however, I, you know, as I shoot so much, I was quite in control. Right. It was against the abyssal dwarves. So the, the, the evil cousins. There is a bit of problem for us in Italy because we 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 not use the clock, uh, the cheese clock. So okay. It's the first time for us, and we are very stressed. So you put yeah. the, the pressure on because yeah. you seem quite chill, guys. Yeah. You're pretty relaxed in Italy, right? Everything's kind of. Yeah, it's we fine. play very Tancredi lose his hair because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday was like me, and yesterday uh, had a full head of hair. The cheese clock, and I, I became white on. Uh, oh, oh my yeah. exactly. god! Yesterday you were really young, guys. But because we were used to um, um, measure everything, yeah. to be very, very precise, precise and aware. Now, really, you have to make a choice yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, which adds pressure, and that's part of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I guess, with the tournament, there's 86 people. You need to keep things to time, otherwise, so everyone has to be yeah, yeah, really yeah. snapping, right? Because otherwise, it can get out of control pretty quickly. Yeah. In Italy, we ran out of time, yeah, yeah. which, which I, gave yeah. him. Uh, oh, you timed I out? Yeah. Zero, zero time. Yeah, I have 21 seconds left on my first game, so I, I feel your pain. Because the more units you have, the harder it is. Yeah, and if you've got hordes, you're rolling a lot of dice. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So that can be the issue. Mm. Well, next time, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. check on him. He'll be good, I promise. He'll be, yeah. <laughs> so you guys, um, how long are you in England? Are you just here for the tournament and going back? Are you doing? We'll visit Manchester on Monday, okay. as we've never been yeah. to Manchester. Okay. So, Actually, we like we like Stockport from what we see. You yeah. like Stockport? Yeah. You guys have really, really low standards. You know, I just uh, yes, but uh, it's characteristics. It's you particular. come from one of the most beautiful countries in the world. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's the, the very beginning of autumn. There's some nice colors. Yeah. Manchester's beautiful. I'm the, uh, running extended an open invite to uh, all of the visitors to come down to Manticore, you in Nottingham. You guys not yeah. taking them up on that? Uh, 
uh, we'd love to, but uh, we have the flight on Monday evening. Uh, right. I don't think we would manage. That's right? a shame. And next time, next time, it's, yeah. it's good fun. To... Nottingham's another nice enough town, but Manchester's really pretty. So I think pretty. It's a cosmopolitan city. There's a lot yeah. to do and see. Mm. I think if you hit up, if you look up. Um, Paul Welch, he's one of the Northern Kings, he's a big guy. I'll tell you what, I will point him out to you. He's a Manchester local. He can tell you what to go, where to look for, yeah. that kind of stuff. And you can uh, enjoy the sights and sounds and sense of Manchester. With pleasure. We will eat in a pub this evening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, proper British pub meal. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a place in which there's only, almost all you can eat. You can fill your plate as much as you can. <laughs> to be fair, you are in England. You don't come here for the food. Or well, um, the weather. Yeah. My, my wife is vegetarian. Here, yeah. My wife is vegetarian, so when I come out uh, alone, I eat um, meat, 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 meat. <laughs> no, no, no green food, no, no green food. Amazing. Well, cool, guys. Well, I wish you the very best of luck for the rest Thank of your you tournament. Yeah. And I'll catch up with you later. Thank you. See you. See you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.